The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. I look forward to the hanging in portion of the year. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the Interview Series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence from the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here, checking out the series. Please do hit that subscribe button. It's a great way to keep up with us, uh, all the interviews that I put out every single week. A new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Three a week to keep you updated on your favorite artists. And discover some new ones at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify and Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. That's me, I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, I get to catch up with Madison Cunningham. We're going to be talking about her new album, Revealer, her sophomore record that uh, finds her once again Grammy nominated. In fact, she's going to tell us about uh, one of the last times she was Grammy nominated and being mistaken as a waitstaff during one of the parties. Uh, she'll tell us about writing uh, about the sad moments in her life from the past few years and creating a piece of work that feels like it's in motion. Uh, Madison's also going to discuss her appreciation of Jeff Buckley's music. In fact, we'll both nerd out over that a little bit. Her uh, recent collaboration with Aoife O'Donovan and working with drummer Matt Chamberlain. It's all that and much more. Talking Revealer. It's Kyle Meredith with Madison Cunningham. Hi, how's it going? I am once again just like knocked out by what you've done musically uh, on this new record. I was such a fan of the, uh, of the, of the last record. I almost, I want to call it the first record. I know that's murky waters. If it's the first record is sort of the second record, but, but whatever the case uh, you've done it once again, this album is so good. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Yeah. I think I, on principle, I consider the last album to be the first album. Yeah. We'll just I'll, say I'll, that. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go with that. That's entirely. <laughs> oh, and congratulations, because I, I do believe uh, you're Grammy nominated again. Yeah, I think that is true. 
So what is that like? What it was because you've done this before. You you once or twice, twice now been nominated, right? I think and uh, right, yeah, uh, twi- twice before now, yeah. which is yeah, it's a very strange reality for me. Because that's got to be something, right? I mean, I I don't know about you, but it's like you know that that you know that almost seems like the other world, like that there's something that happens to other people, sort of thing. Like yes. like I know this is the third time, but but what 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 are those feelings that you get when something like this happens? That's a really good way to put it, because I think the the first time that it happened, it felt like um you know a break in this in the system or something or like an accident. It really did. Like I I felt the way I perceived myself and, and sort of the award sort of section of it all, I've just felt like it was very uh, far away. Um, And in a lot of ways it is, it isn't, it isn't like, I think what I experienced from, you know, going to sort of the before events that you're supposed to show up to for, for those things when you're nominated, I, you know, I remember wearing all black to one Spotify Grammy party and, you know, a bunch of people gave me their drinks because they thought I was working there, you know? So it's like the idea of you've made it or you're, you're, you're famous and everyone knows who you are once you get nominated was completely shattered. And that was really important for me. It was because it was important to see that um, it wasn't indeed as far away as I thought and it was also really important to see that it wasn't um and like i have to be careful when i speak about it cuz i am very grateful and it's always like it you can't run away from the fact that it feels good to 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 get a sort of nod like that um but it really helped me to 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 put my head down and not make music to receive that again i think when it came and went the first time i fully expected it to be the last and i really did and i um made I don't know you make peace with that even you know and I I didn't I didn't win and I was still able to be like I don't like I want to just make music that's good and whether that's acknowledged or not that's okay as long as I believe in it and you know that's much harder said than done but I really do believe that that's the right way to make art and um you know it's the right motive well, I, I'm happy to hear that, and it's working well for you. And that is hilarious to hear that they were giving you your drinks because, because unfortunately, at a party like that, you can't even rely on tips. It's not like you could like I'm going to no. use this to my advantage. Like that's just you get nothing. It was just a bunch of drunk, well-meaning people that just you know didn't didn't want to didn't want to be responsible for for their glasses anymore, which is fine. I get it, but it was it, it was the perfect wake up call for me. <laughs> <laughs> and black's such a classic color. I would have thought, but. Um... I, I thought I still think so. That's all I wear anymore. <laughs> well, let's let's get into Revealer. I mean, again, for all the things that you just said uh, and, and that I've complimented already, it is such an outstanding record. I, and, and we've heard some things about it so far. I, I think you've said it a few times, like it at times was a difficult record, it sounds like, mm. to make. Is that because of of what you're writing about? And, and I'll let you talk about that some too. What, or, or was it, you know other things going on in your life like what what exactly made this difficult when it was I mean yeah I think there was an element um in 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 writing the songs that were difficult because of what I was writing about and sort of the uh the work that it takes to to dig that deep and to be sort of um uh using yourself as the primary example of like someone not doing well (laughs) 
that's not an easy place to be and it it just honesty is is not really an easy uh pill to swallow for 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 any of us but especially in terms of songwriting and i think it also found me in the you know in the middle of of covid and i couldn't i just had a really hard time um seeing through a broader lens just all felt so close and distorted and confusing that it just like I think writing was never a happy place for me writing the album it just it just wasn't enjoyable I just it just was all um a lot of it was duty and a lot of it was the duty to myself to to like work these things out and to um you know because it does ultimately help to to um flush them out on 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 paper and in song um so yeah I, it's you know I also have thought about past interviews where I've said yeah it was so hard to make this album and then I've rolled my eyes at myself because I'm like you're so lucky to get to do this with your life and and I do think that and and to get to like make music and to quote-unquote suffer over it that's so like so poetic but really I, I it, it was a lot it was just a lot uglier than that. Like it, it just, just is and was, and I've, I've now adopted it um, in a very healthy way. Cause I think I can look back at these songs. I feel like there was something I, I was able to write beyond my situation, which means that it doesn't remind me of the situation that I was in necessarily. Like, I think it's, it, it, it pays tribute to it, but it doesn't, I don't dread playing the songs I really enjoy them and um yeah I'm, I'm proud of of that at least and we'll be right back right after this shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples uh, I, I live in Kentucky in the Midwest and allergies yeah I suffer when I say I suffer from allergies I suffer from allergies and around here everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you to get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. 
Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Madison Cunningham. Well, I, you know, I, I'll say that the poetry, you know, it's, uh, well, I'm drawn to so many things, the guitar riffs, you know, et cetera. But, but the poetry on this, because what you're talking about writing beyonds, uh, like it wasn't, I don't think it was ever immediately obvious to me what you were writing about. You know, I mm-hmm. hear about the things as I read and listen to your interviews later. Of course, you talk about losing your grandmother and 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 what's going on there and how that works its way throughout the record and those moments that that it, it's not like you say that you know it is in these poetic ways that seem to mean like i like what i what i think i i get most out of your writing is that i can study it you know and wait for it and kind of let it become these things to me um and i i don't know i don't know like when, when you're writing it i mean because again let's you know if you don't mind you have those personal moments a loss yeah. of a, of a, a dear one like how did you want to approach that i don't know that i had time to think about how i wanted to approach it because i think um i think a lot of it was just happening and i, I all i knew was that i wanted to come out with something that felt like something that would maybe even be a progressive revelation to myself because I think it's important to not not be clear when 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 nothing is clear, meaning like don't write from an unrealistic place because you wish it was that way, right? Just write from the place that you're in. And so I think I didn't I, I wasn't really thinking a whole lot about how I wished that it would come out. I was just trying to <laughs> I was just trying to get something that I was because there was a lot of songs that that were written um, out of a place of just needing to have songs and they will never, you know, be seen or heard from again. And that's okay. (laughs) That's for the better. That's like the, that's the process. I think, I think what this last record taught me was um, to fall in love with the process, even the hardships of it. And uh, I, I felt like I became an adult in songwriting this time because I I was faced with like not only deadlines but like a really difficult year and losing myself and 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 finding it again um and realizing that there are songwriting tools that can write you out of situations does that make sense absolutely I mean we got to have our tricks to get us there I think even the greatest writers probably have their tricks right yeah yeah exactly i think that's all we have at the end of the day like there's there's talent right and there's passion but there's also just like practical i guess methods to get you out of your own head and i had a lot of people in my life who who were able to provide some of those you know i i I have a friend who i will often call upon and ask for advice and i thought that that really taught me a lot about musical community and how important that is and to like be very honest with with when you're struggling as a writer and to look to other writers for advice and inspiration and all those things and 
I, I yeah, I, I leaned into that a lot. Well, I love, especially when the album opens up, you've got all I've ever known. And here you are in a van on the road and a great tradition <laughs> of second albums and songs about the road. It's it's almost like I, I feel like it's probably inescapable for a lot of artists. Like and it, and that's not a mm. criticism at all. Like that's just part of the deal. Like if if you if you land at a certain spot after the first record, if you get lucky and everything's kind of lining up and, and you get to take it out, mm. like that second record. But but do you find yourself like in that position? Do you lean into it? Into like writing about the road? Yeah, because there's also little moments that aren't specifically about the road, but, um, you know, In From Japan is a song. Like, here we hear, now we have places. Uh, little Tokyo yeah. is mentioned on All of Ever. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's those little moments right there throughout it. I do like the feeling of a record being sort of in transit, like it's going somewhere. And I think, I, I guess I kind of picture me in this 15-passenger van for like a couple songs through the album, and then it just like crashes at some point. <laughs> And then, you know, you're like getting out of the van and you're, you know, you just like break a window to get out of it because it's like on its head. And and then you're like, OK, now now what is this world? What what does it look like to be on land again? And I feel like, you know, that is what's so interesting about the sequencing of the album was that was the first all I've ever known was the first song that I wrote for it. But it was literally written like days before the, the pandemic and then everything else was me just trying to like uh, you know like find my way out of the the darkness of <laughs> of that time does uh do, do, does hospital find us after you've crashed is it is that where we are in the story at that point that might be the crash honestly okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then everything gets gets worse <laughs> yeah where does that um where did that first line come from i was i was thinking like when that when that first came up um uh you'll never see me dying that yeah. one yeah. on screen or microscope oh i don't know i uh, well the first line that i had for that song was uh regret is like an infant that won't let you sleep it off and i was i, I was excited about it. it 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 made my wheels turn and then i was like i've got to find like a, a way to sort of at least set that line up or outdo it a little bit because it's i think your song is as good as your first line like that kind of sets the tone and so I don't remember how that one ended up coming to be um but I liked the idea of somebody just being really you know bratty to someone who's just trying to pry into their life and like have good intentions about it but it's just like you're never gonna get it you're never gonna know because I'm not gonna let you have it but the irony in that song is that this person is showing their cards the whole time but they have like a lot of ego around the fact that they, like no one no one's in on the joke no one can see what's happening but it's like apparent to everybody they're all just too nice to like you know let this person know it uh, that's a, i know there's a word for this and i forget what the word is but um i had misheard a line in there and and oh didn't know that i had misheard i you know because you a lot of times when that happens you think you've got the right line you're singing uh -huh. along and i was so impressed with what i thought you were saying and I'm not I'm not less impressed. But once I realized I read the lyrics and it wasn't until I was actually studying for this interview that I I read the lyrics and I was like, wait a second, I've got this wrong. And it's in the chorus because you it? say I'm always one man down. Right. That's yeah. the, that's the line. And I thought you said I'm always warming down like the opposite of I'm warming up to something. And I was like, wow, that's a great line. I'm always I'm warming, warming down. down. Yeah. Damn. So listen, I don't think anybody's got that yet. So if it works for you. Thank you, you very much, Kyle. I appreciate that. <laughs>
I don't know. Anyway, I'm always warming down. I'm going to be thinking about that. Yeah. Wow. I've never thought of the opposite. You know, you warm up for something, but if you're always warming down for it, like that's that's a good line. That isn't that like I guess to give like secrets away for songwriters, like that is the the sort of like key to writing something that people are like, oh, that's very clever. Yeah. All you do is just like change one thing that the the ear is used to hearing, and then remove it with its sort of opposite or something, Mm -hmm. and then people are like genius <laughs> i mean i think nashville's made an entire industry out of doing just that right there like right. want to write, write a topical country or not a topical want to write a hot country song just flip a phrase that's all yeah. it's about yeah it's so true money is easy to make but it turns out <laughs> it's right there and we'll be right back right after this i've never been this nervous in my life Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Madison Cunningham. Uh, speaking of other music, too, you started the year with uh, with a bit of other people's music because you uh, expanded the Wednesday uh, EP. Um, were, were those were those just left? We were talking about um, uh, poses and um, and uh, and Jeff Buckley, um, lover. Were those just leftover songs, or were those newly added to it? Like, and and why 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 did you want to expand it at that point? Why did we expand it? I don't. Oh, I remember why. Uh, so those songs, every song on that EP were recorded for the same thing. I was doing this online, uh, like every Wednesday I would release a cover. So that is why, why we called it Wednesday. Um, and we added those two songs because we wanted to print vinyl and it was just, the EP was just a little bit too short to make it worth it. So we added a deluxe version and then we added one of my original songs to it as well. I, I was uh, going on the road and that's why we did it. So it's necessity. Is it really? It, yeah, it was desperation, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I loved him, though. I mean, your version of uh, of Lover is so good um, with, with Buckley stuff there. And mm-hmm. and you've talked about, you know, Jeff. I just I've been like Grace is Grace is Grace. It's one of the greatest albums of all time. Have you ever spent any time with uh, Sketchers from My Sweetheart the Drunk? I think I've I've scoured uh, the internet and streaming platforms for everything that he's ever done. I I mean, yeah, I became uh, just obs- obsessed with him, un- unlike any other artist. I just he he is. Um, I, I I said this the other day, and it I'd never said it before, but it made sense. I felt like I was very like haunted by him like it was this really interesting feeling of um just like he really affected me as a as a as an artist but also just like his sound and his spirit and also the fact that like right now he'd be 52 or something and he'd be probably making music we all still really looked up to and that just you know that that can break your heart a million times over you know especially because like i'd I've listened to that record since the record, whatever you compilation. It's hard to call it because it's sketches, but uh, but it was like it. I think it just would have been, it probably would have been looked because the witches rave and New Year's Day. I mean, all of those songs on there, you know. It's, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, 
it's not a question. I'm just happy to find someone else that... to talk about Jeff Buckley with today. <laughs> <laughs> I answered it though for your non-question. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 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 one more on the other people thing too. Uh, you did Passengers with uh, with Eva O'Donovan, and yeah. um, it's another one of my favorite songs of the year. I just love to hear about uh, that that song and friendship or and, and anything you got for it. Yeah. Um, Aoife and I met a handful of years ago. I, I want to say through life from here, that radio show that, um, I used to duet partner with Chris B. Lee. Um, I think I did 25 shows with him. That was a really, uh, that was like a college course on, on the most difficult music you've, you've, uh, ever done or never done. Um, and we just hit it off. She is one of the most hilarious people that I know. And I, I know, um, Joe Henry who produced that record age of apathy and they, during the, you know, pandemic, uh, they reached out for me to add some guitar and sing. And so I, I did that remotely. Um, and I just am amazed at how that record feels like it could have been accomplished in, in, in one sitting, but, but I'm pretty sure every, every player was, was just like, uh, amateurly, uh, trying to just <laughs> engineer themselves and, and make it feel, um, right. And also I, I say amateurly really for myself because I was having a hard time, but it worked out. Yeah. It's cool. And the rips are good in there. And I mean, then that's, I think, what you, you and I have talked one other time. It was a phone interview during the first record. And I remember thinking, like, I just can't gush about her riffs the entire time because they're so interesting. <laughs> but, you know, once I caught wind that, you know, Matt Chamberlain does some drumming on here, I thought that's really interesting because because for as much as you work the fretboard or for what it sounds like to me, um, you're like, what are you looking for in a drummer? Because Matt's one of my favorite drummers of all time. Me too. I mean, sometimes I I... I... I look for somebody who is willing to play drums in a way that isn't always the conventional way of playing drums. And I think uh, that's, that's the most interesting music to me is, is music that sort of um, sort of T-bones you and, 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 and doesn't give you uh, any indication that it's going to go where it does. And I think Matt has all of those instincts and more. He's so proficient and such an accurate, um shot like he's always always hitting the target and that one song that we did together anywhere was in seven and he um uh, he he had one of his own solo projects that I got to sing on and hearing him I was like oh he loves all of that stuff like that is his wheelhouse that's his world that he um I think relishes and so i i we brought him in for this song. I had zero lyrics. I just knew that I, I we, we had a whole arrangement and he seriously nailed it in like uh, probably four takes. I think the fourth take, it was like this fully formed uh, idea, you know, crossing all of these really different sections and it, it kind of blew, you know, blew my mind. And that's just the sort of player that he is. He's a stone cold killer, but very sensitive and creative and in tune with with the song so he played on a handful and i yeah i just could not respect and and love him more you two work well together on that it really does he seems to bring that out i mean when i think of some of the stuff he's done with with tori and with fiona and 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 even with yeah. Shield that he's been doing lately i mean that's 
it always just adds that yeah i love it anyway all my favorite record i mean he played on regina specter stuff like almost almost all of the records that i've ever loved he's played on and it's kind of yeah it's 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 so mind-blowing to me <laughs> uh madison i love revealer uh and that's obvious because i've said it so many times thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it today uh, i so appreciate it yeah thank you for for taking the time for me and my thanks to Madison Cunningham. The new album is called Revealer. Big thanks to you as well for, again, checking out the series. Uh, please do hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that we put out every single week. New and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes and Apple Podcasts. at Spotify and Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org. Right to a show starting at 6 p.m. every weekday. Song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the uh, the old social media spots, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. All three of them is at Kyle Meredith. Do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition of Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Consequence Podcast Network. I could tell everybody to stop calling me, but I won't. (laughs) It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.